Hello and welcome to Leeds United We Stand podcast in association with Betfred. Betfred opened the first shop in Salford in 1967 and are currently supporters of the United We Stand podcast. We're at Old Trafford following Manchester United's 3-0 home win against Bournemouth. Groundhog Day in previous seasons would be maybe a one-all draw against poorer opposition. However, they're starting to feel a real routine nature to some of these wins against some of the bottom half of the table, which is great to, great to see. Um, I'm going to have a catch up with the lads now following the game and um, they've been selling in absolutely horrendous conditions so I'm going to try and um, see if I can get some um, positivity out of them. It's post-match after another Manchester United home win, another Manchester United clean sheet and another Marcus Rashford goal and a comfortable win against Bournemouth by three goals to nil. Um, with me I've got Stu Edwards and John Ashton, two very rain-soaked sellers. It's been a bit shit over the Christmas period hasn't it lads? Today was tropical compared to uh, Forest, but yeah, we must be doing a bit of good weather now, mustn't we? Um, what have we got to look forward to now? Friday, oh, Friday night as well, in January and then, yeah. And We take the rough with us, move, don't we? So we're not just fair weather sellers. Um, we, can, we, we, we can do it on a rainy Tuesday in Stoke, so we've proved that, but yeah, no, it wasn't It wasn't pretty. Blue Mode's been home half an hour. Stuart? Yeah, wet, but, but we'll live, won't we? We'll live to tell the story. I mean, generally, it's, it's been a crap festive period, hasn't it? Because yeah. obviously Burnley, 8, eight o'clock. Yeah. Um, what was the last game? Forest, typical, 8 o'clock. Typical Premier League. Don't give yeah. a flying shit about the fans travelling all the rest of it. Christmas, family. Don't give a shit, do they? Friday's the same, FA Cup. Um, Everton play tonight, haven't they? Yeah, they got beat 4-0. Yeah, so... I mean, it's no no journey, obviously, for, for you know for either fans on Friday, but it's still a Friday night. Uh, I'm not quite sure why it's not a Saturday lunchtime. Um, it's a BBC uh, fixture in it, so they've moved it for that. Exactly. It's one of their slots. It's all about money again, isn't it? So. I mean, tonight, it, there was no reason to move it, though, because it wasn't on TV, was there? No, I'm, I can, I can, the only thing I can possibly think of, if, if we'd have played yesterday, then Everton might have said we've had an extra day's rest, maybe, before Friday. But I've given up trying to work out fixtures and... Uh, what time you play and which channel it's on and where it's being beamed to nowadays it's just uh, it's been like that for years hasn't it I did interview a Bur- Bur- Birmingham Bournemouth fan after the game and I don't know what I was expecting but he was so dejected and you know I- I've watched John the last two games um, you know looking like the most miserable man on earth but John you-, you need to you know you need to understand these Bournemouth fans have got it a bit worse tonight and that was before the game as well um, yeah I can imagine you watch them today and they were abject, weren't they, in that first half? They made no attempt to, to try and win the game. In the old United, I think, would have struggled to break them down and probably probably they might have got a result. But even when they went 1-0 down, they didn't really have... They that little five-minute spell, didn't they, when they when they forced a couple of saves out of the game. But, uh, yeah, they're in trouble. If they don't spend some money in uh, January, I think they're in trouble. And um, they've made the big mistake that some clubs do of um, appointing a knee-jerk position for someone who's done well as a, as a caretaker as well, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. On, just on to the game, then. I mean, the, the um, line-up... I noticed a bit of negativity around when it was announced, um, but we've got we've got to start rotating in games like this, haven't we? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, as long as you've got, it's not like he's done it throughout the whole team. He's got the, you know, he's up against the poor side. If you can't play your, your reserve centre backs against a team like Bournemouth, and you know when can you play them? And to be honest, I think I think me and you could keep a clean sheet if Casemiro was in front of us currently um, against teams like like Bournemouth. So. It's another clean sheet. I know people will keep getting on the getting on the backs, but you know even since Maguire's come back, when Lindelof rarely lets the team down, so it's a good sign that players can come in, you know, and and can give a performance like they did do. Because like you said, if you're playing every three days now for the next whatever for the rest of the season, you're yeah. going to need to rotate. I think you mentioned the number of clean sheets actually. Yeah, 
Ford's amazed. It's um, since the, the debacle at City, when obviously Casemiro still wasn't fully fit, but sort of since then we've, I think we've, it goes unnoticed a little bit in the in the media, but we've had 16 games and we've won 13 of them, drawn twice and lost one, and kept 10 clean sheets. So you know that's pretty good. 10 clean sheets. We've, I don't think we've kept 10 combined since Ferguson left. So um, it's a good sign. It's a good platform. You, you know you could you could still argue that. We should be scoring more goals. We're still a little bit light up front, but yeah. it's it's definitely in the right place. And I, and I think people are starting to look up and notice now, and actually genuinely realise it's probably not another false dawn, another flash in the pan. That I think he's building somewhat somewhat decent. Stuart, um, John just mentioned the clean sheets there. You know, it's easy saying we've played, you know, teams like Sheriff in that in that. But I mean, these are games where we found a way to concede, didn't we, in previous seasons? And you know, you, you can't. Um, Whilst there has been some sides lacking a bit of quality, that's that's not to be sniffed at, is it? The number of clean sheets in that run. It's not, but I'm going to slightly disagree about tonight. I thought first half was a bit deja vu in terms of the Forest game. I thought it was very very similar, um, but once we got the second goal tonight, for that 10-15 minute spell, 55th minute something like that, to yeah. about 70 minute, they had about four or five really good chances, two really good headers, but straight at De Gea. And a couple of other shots and flashes across the box, and, and, and you know, other sides, better strikers, and all the rest of it, probably would have scored one or two tonight. So it was a little bit worrying. Did we take a foot off of gas a little bit? You know, you're tuning up, you're cruising, but you, you want to get the third. And obviously, the manager made a couple of changes when it was still still two nil. Um, obviously, yeah, rotating the squad, the players, a few changes tonight. Uh, obviously, into the second half, especially. I wouldn't expect to see the same back four. Solskjaer's back four, wasn't it, really? Started the game tonight. Yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't expect to see that on Friday. You'd, you'd probably expect Martinez to get some game time, um, probably start, hopefully, along with uh, Varane. But, yeah, we've, we've, got, we've got the result. Great third goal. I just saw that on, on the way out of the ground um, before getting wet again. Um, but it was, it was a great team goal, and, and we, we could have had more. And, and, you know, we're sat on plus six, I think. Is that right? Goal difference? Like that. So it's, we, it's we all know we're 15 light of, obviously, everyone else above the sort of thing. Um, but that's, that's never going to be rectified unless, you know, we do buy a, a proper number nine in the next couple of weeks sooner rather than later. You just mentioned there about the centre-halves as well, and I don't think anybody... I don't think there's a United fan that would dispute that it's a, a drop down in quality, but I think it's good that we can rest our two centre halves, you know, and still come away with a really comfortable victory. Really, and when in previous seasons, you know, we've had these runs and we've ended up dropping points in them. Yeah, they get plenty of stick, but how many other sides have got centre halves of that quality, you know, to bring in um, as your third and fourth choice? You know, even even your top clubs when they excuse me when they lose a couple of players like that you know you can really tell the difference all right it was only Bournemouth for home and that is the sort of game you, c you can play them sort of players but you know even Luke Shaw's played there for a couple of games and, and looked really good so it's just a good platform and I, I think the clean sheets sort of breed clean sheets as well you know and then even then you get because the team's getting better teams are not having a go you know the best way of defending is being on the front foot and teams aren't suddenly coming toward Trafford now and thinking you know we can win here they're yeah. coming in and shutting up shop thinking I'd be, I'd be delighted with the point which which I think is a good sign you know we, we may still be gettable at but they're, they're petrified of our forward so that's that's I think it's half the reason why we're not conceding uh, anywhere near the, as many goals the likes of Juan Bazaka again did, did, did quite well tonight got forward you know we've never really raved about him on this podcast I don't think again never a 50 million pound player at the time wasn't his fault probably 30 million you know he's probably one possibly in the shot window in January if not in June you'd expect him to probably go 
Um, you might get 20 million for him, but again, he's doing okay. Obviously, Tanag's asked him to do a job, and again, so he's played obviously tonight with someone different next to him again, and in front of him because obviously Bruno started right wing, but bizarrely again first half. So it's not easy when you're being asked to, you know, when when, when the two or three players closest to you. The only constant in there really is Casemiro, who we can, you know, put the ball into and trust. Really, uh, playing it down the line to Bruno, he's never going to go past a player, is he? Compared to like a, you know, uh, Anthony maybe or Ganacho. No, and I think um, you know when you look at that. So back five, you know, we could have played a completely different back five and actually, you know, arguably been better. So, you know, yeah. we we can't um, argue with. And you, you know, you mentioned Bissaka maybe in the shop window, but we're going to need him. Like John said, game every three days. Yeah. I think it's really yeah. impressive that we've got well, right, these players. Well, right now, I mean, I don't know what's up with Delot, but we haven't actually got any other right back. So you no. know, that's why it's playing. What I do like is, though, you know, the manager does give players chances when when someone's out of form or when someone's injured, and players now are, are they're taking the chances when they get it. They, yeah. They're playing for the lives, you know, and they, and they are, and that's how it should be when you're in a squad. You should have you should have squad players. You should have people who are hungry to get in the team. You know how many times do we used to watch games where he changed the entire team in the league cup and mm. would, you know there'd be no Too cohesion. It pathetic. Yeah. You know, but you get there'd be no cohesion. But there was no desire. There was no graft there. You can tell straight away now with these players that when they're in, they're not going to get many chances and they've got to take them. Yeah, and give give the manager his due. If they do perform, hence the reason Casemiro didn't get in straight away. He keeps them in. He keeps giving them chances. Speaking of chances, Donny van der Beek got one um, today, and you know, very poor tackle. Um, it wasn't intentional. He did slip into it, but I mean, that that looked a, a bit of a shocker. That and you know, very unlucky. I've seen the still image. Just doesn't look good. No, definitely. Um, you know, I, I didn't actually see the challenge. I was talking to someone at the time, but I've seen me. The, the still looks a picture of it afterwards, and and if. Pretty much looked like he was crying walking off, so he's definitely not being sold in January, is he? Yeah, I'm quite eager to see, you know, you know how, <laughs> what, how that is because it, it's, um, you know, real, really bad timing for him that because yeah. you know you get you got the impression over these these cup games, you know, Charlton coming up, yeah. Everton, he was going to get a couple of games, weren't he? And you know that's gone. By yeah, and, and one of the f- probably four or five who's, who are probably on the, you know, Periphery, you yeah. know, I'm looking to exit maybe at some point in the next six months and. And again, he wasn't ever probably a forty million pound man, but again, that wasn't his fault. But now with this injury, you know what's going to happen there? Is he going to have to stay? How long is he out for? Will he come back and play any football before the end? You know, we're not, we don't know how bad it is, obviously, but you know, it's only that's a solid four months of the season left, really. Um, and, and is he going to play ahead of all the other players who have been playing before him this season? I think but, he would have done in the in these cup games coming up. I think he would have the been cup games, yeah. Playing. But what I mean, when yeah, he comes yeah. back, let, let's say he's out for eight, six, eight weeks. We don't know, do we? Comes back in, you know, March, April, and you know, who knows where, where, where we're going to be at that point. Um, but you just think it's, it's just not meant to be. It's just one of those players where should should never have joined the club. Really, I feel sorry for him a little bit, but that's football, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, one player who's you know continuing to amaze us all, I think, is Casemiro. Um, you know, is there going to have to be a rest for him at some point in this run? I think the way he plays, they always say like that position just in front of the defence is probably the easiest in the sense that you know it's more about your positioning. It's you know thinking about what's going to happen when you the play breaks down. You're not perhaps doing the running that um, maybe your wide players are doing or your other central midfielders. So you know he's, he's fit as a fiddle, isn't he? You can tell that by looking at him. Um, the manager seems to know when to when to manage minutes um, and when to bring people off and when not to play them. But he's. Um, I'm trying to think back to the Brazil the World Cup. Did he? 
did he get sub many times? Did he play him think, a lot think, of 90 no, minutes? I think he played all the games barring that one they lost against. Um, yeah, Croatia. Yeah, no, no they, they played a dead rubber, didn't they? Was it Cameroon? Cameroon they played, yeah, 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 I don't think he played that. Right. So he did play in them all, but like I said, his fitness is phenomenal. And like I said, I think it's one of the positions, he's that clever a player, he, he doesn't waste that much energy. Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing I would say about Casemiro, though, is um, at the start of the season, you know, I was actually questioning whether he was... Um, I was questioning whether he was a Ten Hag signing and you know whether we bought him just to save face because we didn't get um, sorry LA but no I've got to hold my hands up and say I was completely wrong about him I mean what what he saw his passing his range of passing is just you know he reads the game well he intercepts but it's his range of passing that's impressed me more than anything. He's almost like, um, I was expecting a sort of steady Eddie Kante type in that role, but he's almost like a Fernandez who plays at the back there, you know, he can sometimes give the ball away daft, but the passes he can pick, you know, over someone's head, round a corner, um, yeah, completely surprised me um, how good he was at that kind of uh, football. It was actually a great move. I, th I think it was the start of the, no, end of the first half when they were um, under pressure in the corner, him and Luke Shaw. And it ended up with um, him chipping the ball inside to Wambasaka over three Bournemouth players' heads, and then we ended up on a Wambasaka gave it Rashford, and we were away, you know. And I was actually amazed by that, you know, phase of play because it was more more so than all the goals. That's really, that's what yeah. makes such a difference. Yeah. So doesn't it? That ability yeah. to get that ball forward, you, you play sideways passing, you know, you get players back in position. You've got to catch them on that sort of counter like that, and he, he's brilliant at that. I mean, Martinez is very good at that as well, isn't he? Um, but yeah, that's that. I think that been the biggest change to our style of football this year has been how quickly we can get the ball forward and it's not it's yeah it's not even just the accuracy as well it's the purpose in the yeah. in the passes as well you know you see the strength behind it and the speed you know some incredible um, football I've seen you know at times this year um, you know may, most of the time it's what things that have not even led to goals you know yeah. you see a, sta um, a phase of play where you think shit that was actually unbelievable you know and he's definitely making Sears look a yeah. complete twat isn't he <laughs> um, it's, yeah. it's just a Rolls Royce I said it on against the Forest game I think and, and okay yeah Forest Bournemouth I'm, I'm very confident that he, he'll do it against City he'll do it away at Anfield um, it just makes the, you know the the hard things look very easy it just yeah. comes very naturally to him um, bit post goalsy really uh, yeah. in a way um, that's, that sort of vision thinking three or four passes ahead and, and like John just mentioned is, that, that's been a, a massive change within the mechanics of the, of the, you know, of the starting 11 each week there's lots of very good players at United what makes you great he's been able to do it week in week out yeah. and he is literally like do you remember like when Keane used to be 8 out of 10 minimum every single game Yeah. and he's kind of been like that I can't think of a bad game he's had since oh, he had a bit of a slow start getting into the team but he's not had a bad game for the last dozen games he's been brilliant every week no definitely not it's just two other players I want to cover quickly um, before we move on to other things um, first one is Anthony Martial um, I've got to say I've, I've been a bit disappointed the last two games you know this is um, his time you'd say um, because we've not we've not got a striker at the moment, you know. Ten Hag has shown a lot a lot of faith in him, um, but there's got to be more effort in in there, aren't there? I mean, that Wolves game, you know, more life in Bloomy's vest. <laughs> he looked um, he looked sharp, didn't he, at the start of the season before he then got injured, and you know his minutes per goal is still quite good. But he looks like a man who um, he enjoyed his Christmas dinner, I think. Um, he, he just he's another one. He's a bit like Luke Shaw in a sense that if he's not physically right, he's not going to be at his best. And he doesn't. He looks a bit heavy to me. He does look that way. Um, I, I still don't think he's an out-and-out -out striker. His best position's um, Rashford's, but he's all we've got right now, in here, and uh, we're gonna have to sort of try and cope with him. But. Again, we've had this conversation 
numerous times over the last five or six years. He's just frustrating. That's I don't really want to talk about him if I'm being honest. He missed that chance in front of you, <laughs> where you sit, didn't he, as well? Was yeah. That, and he that, scored that? Bieda. Yeah. yeah. And then he pretended he was injured. I, I think, yeah, yeah it, it was two defenders around him, but, you know, someone like Danny Warbeck would have buried that. <laughs> I've, I've heard, I've seen us actually linked with him on loan this, this um, week, which I think could be um, less inspiring than Bloomies, Jordan Rhodes or Hugo Rodriguez shouts in recent years. I'm just buzzing he's not you-know-who up front, so <laughs> I'll have anyone up there right now. I'd, I'd have Lukaku back, I'd get Igalo, I'd get anyone up there. Emery Larson. Um, so, yeah, I mean, y- you're right in the sense that he's... Um, it's his demeanour as well, though, isn't it? You yeah. know, you can get away with it as someone who's not scoring goals if they put themselves about a bit. I mean, he's never going to be a Tevez or a Runa. Um, he is playing with a bit of a smile on his face, but he's he's not really putting that sort of shift in that, that you know that, that fans um, sort of really appreciate. But he probably just needs a goal or two. Um, like I said, luckily we're keeping clean sheets. We are creating a few chances, but it is going to get to a point where we are going to have to start scoring more goals because because those two those two or three games recently they should have all been four and five nils. You know. And yeah. And he probably knows that you know he's. It's a matter of time. We, a number nine comes in, and out of the two, you'd, I'm pretty sure 90% of your match-going fans would want to keep Rashford. So he probably he probably knows that. But you know he's been here six, seven years now. What is it? I just, it, I just, I just, I just, it just bores me talking about him. If I'm being honest, he has a couple of good games, scores a good goal, and everyone gets raving again. You know, 50 million down the drain and all that bollocks. But he, he, he just needs to go. I've said it many a time before. One man who isn't struggling for goals is Marcus Rashford. He's, he's absolutely on fire at the moment. And you know I saw. A Again, a couple of phases again today where he was actually shoving defenders out of the way, you know, to uh, defenders pursuing him. You know, it, it's looking great in it at the moment. He is, um, and I'm glad you've just brought him up actually, because one thing that's been winding me up the last couple of days is every time you bang the radio on or the TV and they're going about his his form, and it's like people are just so uninformed when they're making comments on things when they're in the media. People are going on, oh, he's got a manager. You know, he, he scored 25 goals in that last season under Solskjaer, so he's not necessarily the manager for him. What people forget was. Getting on for two years ago, he got a bad shoulder injury. He played on through the pain. He, he didn't have his operation because he went to the Euros. Yeah. He missed that uh, penalty in the Euros. He never had a pre-season. You're just basically seeing a man who's fully fit with a pre-season and got some confidence behind him. So it, it's not people are making out like he's wherever he was and this that and the other. It was just literally it's based on an injury and a, and a bit of bad confidence. But and people um, then throwing shit at him about doing good yeah. things for kids, which was totally out of order. And I'm, I'm sure that obviously played on his mind and it had a big factor. You know, there were some games last year which we talked about where he just wanted the pitch to swallow him up, didn't he? He was hiding on the touchline and you know he, he wasn't in a good place. He really wasn't, and he seems you know thankfully a million miles away from that now. And Joe, you know, when you look at that schedule he had, all of those English, you know, England footballers and international footballers, you know, from the from COVID, you know, to coming back to not having a pre-season before starting the next season. I think did we start the season three weeks after we finished the other one? We did, yeah. Yeah, and like, then at the end of that season, it was the Euros, and then you know they started the season again, you know, quite soon, and then we're back at you know the World Cup in you know the end of started in November this year, so. It has been a shit schedule for him all, hasn't it, really? He said himself, Rashford yeah. even said himself, that how good he felt after having a full pre-season. All right, you can say it was his own fault because he should have had his, his, his um, you know, should have had his operation when he got injured. He should have missed the Euros and then come back. So you can say that a lot of last season was down to him. But, you know, he's a young lad. You don't want to miss tournaments when you when you was in good form. In and when you're well. in the team, of course you want. So, yeah, yeah. so you, you, you know, you, you can sort of cut him some slack with that. Um, he's, he's a great player. He's, he's got phenomenal attributes. The team's working um, sort of around him. He's got so much confidence. Um, I think he's a fantastic player. And it's just a case of he'd had a bit of a dip. Um, he wasn't fit. He wasn't confident. And he's got all that back. Um, 
the manager's put an arm around the shoulder with him and, and you're reaping the rewards. Just onto the league table and a couple of um, other results again tonight that were notable. Um, Arsenal have drawn at home to Newcastle, which means what what are we behind them now? That, Arsenal or Newcastle? Yeah, I think Arsenal. we're I think I'm right in saying we're nine behind Arsenal, um, and we've gone level with yeah nine behind Arsenal, and we've gone level with Newcastle on points with a game in hand. We're only a point behind City. You know, if you you look at that league table, if you take them first two games out of the season, which were obviously a disaster. You know, I think the form reads it 1-11, drew two, lost two. So the game in hand is that United, leads away. United are in a good place, yeah. Leads away, yeah. No leads at home. Oh, I'm sorry, leads at the Queens. Yeah. Yeah. Leads at home, yeah. So, yeah. so you know, they're in a good place. They're in good form, and it has gone under the radar a little bit. I think what's missing is a few wins where we spank teams, you know, and, yeah. and really look impressive. Yeah. Get that goal difference. Yeah, because at the minute, at the minute, like I said, we are looking, you know, we're looking solid. We're, we're getting results. We're, we're very, very difficult to beat. But there's not many times when we've really, really shone other than perhaps over the last couple of weeks when I think we have started to but I think that's five or six wins on a row um, we've not conceded a goal since we've come back from the World Cup um, yeah it, there's reason to be optimistic I, mean, I, don't, I don't want the media personally like you know all over us and, and, and getting a bit carried away but I think there's a, there's a bit of quiet optimism about United and bubbling in it like that, yeah. well, that, yeah. like the next couple of weeks obviously we all know about the next couple of games being cup games and obviously then the City at lunchtime but then the week after that is obviously Arsenal away so you know we'll know where we are a bit more after those two games won't we yeah, well, that, that's that's where it's going to be. Um, you well, know, City, you've got Chelsea away tomorrow night as well, haven't they? So, well, yeah. all, all the top teams sort of play each other now, don't they? You know, so there are going to be drop points. Um, yeah, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea get a draw at least against City tomorrow. We can beat City and go bottom. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's it. But you, um, I think you will get a better view of where we are. I, I just hope that when we go into the derby, because we went into the last one with quite a good bit of momentum, yeah. and we just really didn't show up. You know, we, they didn't really put our our own stamp on the game. So you'd hope that this time, especially in front of your own crowd, that they'll do that. Um, City didn't look great, did they, when they played at weekend? So no. Um, and we want our obviously best eleven available after these next two cup games. Anything can happen, you know, injuries and all the rest of it. You just hope it's not to like Casemiro or Rashford, don't you? Because that would really, you know, put a, a big dent in the in, in the team's I think belief, if nothing else, going into that game. Yeah, absolutely. Profiling, surveillance, data harvesting. There are lots of things not to like about tech giants. But what can you actually do about it when you rely on so many of their products? We don't all have $44 billion to borrow and go buying up Twitter. But there are, there's some good news. You don't need to be a billionaire to take a stand. For less than £5 a month, you can join others and fight back against big tech by using ExpressVPN. How do you think that the big tech companies like Twitter make the money anyway? Well, it's by tracking your searches your video history and everything you click on and then selling your personal data. ExpressVPN helps you anonymize much of your online presence by hiding your IP address, a unique identifier that every device has, which allows big tech to track your activity and trace it back to you. That's why we use ExpressVPN. I use them on my devices to make it much more difficult for them to exploit data for their own profit. The best part is how easy it is to use ExpressVPN. It's a simple app. One tap on a button on your phone or your computer will turn it on. That's all it takes to keep people out of your business. If you don't like big tech tracking you and selling your personal data for profit, it's time you can fight back. Visit expressvpn.com forward slash united right now to get three months of ExpressVPN for absolutely nothing. 
that's expressvpn.com forward slash united expressvpn.com forward slash united so i mean we've you just noted then that we've got city and arsenal coming up you know two favorable results in this game am, am i getting ahead of myself are we is absolutely no chance of a um sort of title challenge this season I've, I've seen Arsenal a few times obviously I've not seen any of tonight's game I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you know Newcastle have gone and you know stunk the place out and, and, and scrapped for a draw fair play to them maybe you know you, you could argue you know, did the same at our place didn't they yeah you could argue you know that they're a team on me up and you know more money to spend in, in, in the summer and you know for them to finish top four would be would be amazing so you can't really blame them going to Arsenal and you know not, not attacking them from the first minute so um, a, we've, we've got a decent record at Arsenal there's no, no reason why we can't go there in, in a couple of weeks time with a, with a full fit 11 after, especially like Sir Martinez would have been back for a couple of weeks by then as well um, I'm just sensing it that like you don't want to say we've got a chance everybody wants to show up we've, yeah. we've not got a chance no no I think no one wants to say it, I, I, I'd be happy and it's sad to say it. I, I, you know I hate saying it but happy I, I, Arsenal obviously have come out of nowhere really you know b- b- you know, three months ago, I stood here and said you, you want to close that gap from 30 points, whatever it was, from City and Liverpool, um, and you'd have been happy if you'd have finished 10 points behind them. You know, we're, and we are we're at about that place now, aren't we? I think we're eight points behind Arsenal, whatever it is. Um, so we are there or thereabouts with half a season to go. So we have closed the gap, and barring a complete, you know, collapse, you know, we we should definitely finish top four, and hopefully within touching distance, whoever actually wins the league. Yeah. I remember Stu said to me on um, in '99, going into 10 days, he'd be happy with one. Um, <laughs> if you ask anyone who, who, who your favourite to win the league would be, you'd still say City. So if you're one point behind City and you fancy them to win the league, you know why? Why not say you're in a you're in a title race? Um, people are still kind. Thing, of, just, people just are perhaps still thing. still expecting Arsenal to implode a bit. So you never know. There's a long, long, long way to go. But you, we'd have to go on a serious run. But we're on quite a serious run. So you've got, got to kind of keep it up and beat them too. I think. I think both those teams have got got out and out strikers I mean, and, and, and players who are chipping from elsewhere I just think they're not 15 goals ahead of us now for, for, for no reason are they and I think that would be the case still come May No I get that and I think the manager's pretty much reiterated that this week hasn't he he keeps yeah. saying that he needs a striker um, whether he was in for the lad from who's gone to Liverpool or not I don't know um, but he definitely needs someone in whether it's someone on loan just to bridge a gap or yeah. just to get an extra bodies up there and just give you something a little bit different but um, I think I think Stu's right. I mean, you'd, you'd still hope that a few other players would start chipping in with a few more goals. You know, Fernandez hasn't scored as many as he, as he should do. Eriksen started to get one or two. Um, Anthony, you know, flatters to deceive. Don't no one's got any idea where Sancho is at the minute. So you, you'd kind of hope they'd start chipping in with a few more goals as well. They've got to. Um, but you, you're right. I mean, if you did get an injury to Rashford, you you would wonder where a lot of the goals would come from. Yeah, definitely. Um, so just just um, lastly touching on then. So we've got two cup games coming up um, are we expecting the same as we saw tonight like quite heavy rotation and you know would you agree with it because you know we do have to we're six years without a trophy now you know we, we do have to um, get that monkey off our back this season don't we we have but the favourable draws aren't they um, I did say early on in a podcast that I think half the reason why he's going so strong particularly in the League Cup is because of the Barcelona draw and you know you could quickly have no cups to play for you know, Barcelona is a 50-50 game, isn't it? You know, if you go out of that, you, you know, you could be in a bit of trouble. Um, so if you've, you've forfeited the League Cup early, you know, you, you're down to sort of one trophy to play for. So he is going to have to rotate, but we just hope that the players who do keep coming in keep doing a job. And you know, with the five sub things, if you if you can get games won earlier, you can bring three players. I've 
after an hour and I think I think that's what's going to be important try and get them games won early get your star players off get them wrapped in cotton wool for the next game you expecting rotation, Stuart? Yeah, definitely. It's going to be tough, I think, on Friday. Obviously, Everton went to City and, you know, did a job. And Might have a new manager. I've noticed they've lost 4-1 to Brighton tonight at home. So yeah. he's, he's in deep trouble, isn't he? It's a bit weird, isn't it? I mean, Brighton, again, they can turn anyone over on, on, you know, on the day. But to go to City and then for, to do that tonight, I don't know what team he picked. Was he thinking ahead of Friday? I'm, I'm presuming not. Um, so you <laughs> not use 17th, no. No, that's what I mean. But FA is, is again thinking of an FA Cup run. Is he thinking that's going to you know keep keep him in a job maybe for for a month or two or give him buy him a bit of time? I don't know. But um, until that City game, you know, I'd have, I'd have been confident. You know, of whoever started for United on Friday would be enough to get us through to the fourth round. But you just don't know. It's cup football. I, I've, have they changed replay? Is it still replays if it's a if it's a draw? I think it is, isn't it, John? Um, is it straight through to. I don't think there is time. for the first couple of rounds, is there? Straight through or, to extra time. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely sure. yeah. no idea. Because like, like, the only reason I'm, I'm asking that because that's the last thing we need. No, <laughs> I'm sure there isn't replays. We don't need another game, do that's why I was asking. I wasn't. I thought they had changed it. Uh, and again, it's all about momentum. So you, you know, obviously, got, you know, when I mean, you've got, got the weekend off, I and mean, then you, you play Charlton again. It's a bit of the unknown with Charlton, you know. Obviously, in terms of they're from a different league, and again, you're so close to a final. We, we need to get that pot, whichever pot it is. And again, it's just all about building momentum going into that Arsenal, Arsenal, sorry, City Arsenal game, and then into February, the two Barcelona games, and then you know you're coming out of it. Then you know before you know it, there's 12 games left, and that's when you know you know where you're at in regarding the, you know what changes Ten Hag's made, not just on the pitch but behind the scenes as well. I don't think it does any harm to perhaps go out of one of the cups in fairness you know I don't know whether we we have got that to be able to sustain a you know a, a three cup a three cup challenge like that I don't yeah. know I don't know but then again like you said it, winning's it, I think it's in the mind a lot of some that tiredness or sometimes you just seem to keep playing players and they look fitter than they've ever done you know you look at the shape the likes of Luke Shaw's and he's playing the best football of his life so yeah. I don't know I think the manager knows the manager's going to know who's not fit who's, who's who does need a rest um you know, a few more lions for a few of our players, and they've got an automatic rest. So, um, but yeah, yeah, you've got to trust them. It all comes think. back to who's going to put the ball in the net, doesn't it? And like I said, that's what we've just mentioned. If Rashford gets injured, Martial's Martial, Alanga's not obviously uh, particularly uh, doing anything, ripping up any trees, is he? So it's like that forward line again, Anthony, Sancho. It's just the unknown, and there's not, there's not, there's not enough goals in them. So you might be right. There's not. There's probably not enough. You know, within the team to, to get us to a couple of finals, maybe. Just, yeah, just the last one on that cup um, run we've got now, the two games. He's going to have to try and get a couple of. Well, if he's going to play them against City, the likes of Martinez and Delo, maybe he's going to have to try and get them in the team over the next two two games. That's for sure. Yeah, for 100. Like percent them coming in cold. Well, well that's the thing as well. Like they need minutes, like you said. They, they, yeah. You know, you've got to come in. You've got to be up to speed. You know, even the likes of Maguire and Lindelof, he knows that they need minutes. There's no point saying, oh, well, you know, they're not as good as those players. And you're right, they're not. But it's not just about resting other players. It's making sure other players get enough minutes so that they do build up a bit of confidence. You know, yeah. we've not conceded a goal when Maguire's been on the pitch for quite some time. I know he gets derided from fans, but it'll do him wonders. You know. Um, so it's things like that. One thing that did make me laugh today, though, was that I know it's Bournemouth had a player called uh, Jaden Antony. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, he must be the shittest winger of all time. <laughs> but what an unfortunate name, like that must be. But um, yeah, it's um, it's like the opposite of being called like Lionel Maradona or something, isn't it? But um, yeah, slightly off track. But but yeah, give everyone minutes, let them come in. There's, yeah. there's no one you could say at the minute where you look at them going. God, he's playing today. You know, it's it's not like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, even yeah, like some yeah. Tom and Ian Fred, it's of the detractors, but you know, he brings them on. They they do a job. They give you something different. So, I'm, I'm 
Lux are quietly infused with what the manager's doing, I think he's... Still uh, fully expect for Martinez and Raphael Varane to be uh, our centre-halves on Friday night. Maybe against City as well, fingers crossed. Well, okay. that's what we're building towards, isn't it? Yeah, Charlton, yeah, could, yeah. Charlton could be the same team as tonight again, couldn't it? Yeah. it that's where they're flipping backwards and forwards every three or four days. Is That's where the squad's going to come in. Well, let's do a round of men of the matches before we move on. Um, Stuart, do you want to go first? Uh, you know what I'm going to say, I think. It's going, to be, it's going to be a man of match every, every game for the rest of the season. I, yeah, I've got someone different, I think. And number 18. Yeah, I've got someone different. Um, do you know what, I'm going to go Luke Shaw. I thought Luke Shaw was fantastic today. John's got the right answer, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought he's... You know, especially he's been moved positions a couple of times, but going f- defensively he was sound. <laughs> going forward, he set up another couple of attacks. I, I honestly think when he's, when he's fit and, and playing well, I don't think there's a, a better left-back playing anywhere got his name on the score sheet again yeah. tonight but I mean what, what's impressed me most this season about Shaw mainly just his, his you know his passing and his you know ball at his feet he's just he never loses it does he at all and it's, um, so it gets out gets out of some really tight spaces with, he's, with the ball he's, know, come, he's well. come a long way from uh, when Mr Mourinho uh, didn't uh, prefer him in, oh in, definitely yeah. but, <laughs> but, but you, he's another one you, you can tell by looking at him you can look at his physical Confidence state and, and you know yeah. what you know what you're going to get from him he's not a player who could handle carrying a bit of extra weight yeah. when he's fit he's fantastic but you can tell when he's not fit yeah. you, you, one thing's for sure at the end of this season we're not going to be giving it the goalie the player of the season are we so that's that's a good just, sign at least yeah. Yeah. just one quick thing actually but when, when Shaw did score his goal uh, probably again on notice because it's only Maguire but he ran you know 50-60 yards from the halfway line and he was proper like you know joyous and laughing I'm really really pleased for him which you know a lot of fans might think oh no he's been he's took my position he's been playing centre half in front of me but you know he could have easily just like stood on the halfway line and let everyone else enjoy yeah, he's, he's a good, I don't, yeah he's a good team man Maguire and he's not um, yeah, obviously you can have your opinion on his ability footballing ability I don't think he's a bad character at all, yeah but he's he? not a bad character to have around definitely not no. is it, there is a good togetherness yeah. about that squad you can, yeah. and especially again since you know who's gone um, yeah. and, and it, that's a massive thing you know getting that that getting the fans on side, having that that team team spirit. There's a, there's, there's a few. We, we've said it over a couple of years, and even the pundits and the players who used to play for United likes are keen. There's, there's a couple of characters in there now. Yeah. You know, you you can imagine that Casemiro doesn't just go in the change room and put his head down. You know, you can imagine that. But he walks so, in with yeah. his five Champions League trophies. He's, he's influential <laughs> in a different way to Ronaldo as well. And I mean, Casemiro. I mean, can you imagine playing in midfield alongside him? You won't want to let him down, would you? No. You know, definitely not. And that, that's a great. You know, it's been a great addition to our. Um, squad, I think, in, in terms of character as well as ability, definitely. It all comes down to the belief again, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, cheers to everybody that bought the mag. It is back on sale on Friday against Everton. No and rain. next, is it Tuesday <laughs> or Wednesday, Charlton? Yeah. Good question. Yeah, yeah, it is Tuesday. Very <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday or Wednesday against Charlton yeah, next week, which we'll, we'll know, also be here for. Um, thanks everybody that's bought it. It's Obviously, Tuesday, the rain Tuesday. is um, <laughs> the rain is pretty grim, but we'll keep on selling and we'll keep on podcasting. So thanks very much. Cheers. Yeah, I've got Phil, a Bournemouth fan who has travelled how far today, Phil? Two hundred and forty odd miles. What time did you set off? Um, Twelve o'clock. How does that feel? You know, knowing it's not on telly and it's been moved regardless. Well, the m- moving of the match um, was a problem. I mean, normally I'd have my son with me, but he couldn't get time off work. And that's affected a lot of fans today because yeah. of this. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. So your son would have had to take two days off work, you think? That's right, yeah, to, yeah. to come here, yeah. yeah. So tell us a bit about your love for Bournemouth then. How long have you supported them for? Since about 
nine, something like God, that. God, yeah, like that. Yeah. First trip to Old Trafford, how many? Yeah, I've been about six, seven times to Old Trafford. Yeah, yeah. Any any good results here? No, no, no. Not <laughs> so. Be, just a well, quite final, reasonable one. An FA Cup one win a few years back. Yeah, I didn't get to that one. <laughs> he did get to that one. No. So, what time do you get home today? Uh, predicted times about three thirty. Um, back to Ding Court, that is. Yeah. On the coach. All right, three thirty in the morning. Yeah. Jesus, bloody hell. No, I think um, in terms of the Premier League, I think Bournemouth are probably the team I'm most ignorant. So, you know, how how, how do you think you're doing this season? Obviously, you've already um, changed manager once. You know, are you optimistic about staying up, or are you are you more realistic? I'm not optimistic at all. At the start of the season, I thought we'd be rock bottom. We've done better in that. Um, but we are where we are, and um, I, I can't honestly see us getting out of it. Did you agree with the manager change? Uh, yes. Yeah, you did. But not the outgoing manager had to go. But I think we got the wrong replacement. Yeah. Tell us a bit about some positivity then, player-wise. You know, who you're looking at. I, I thought Solanke did all right today. Um, you know, battled quite hard. You know, is there anybody else who? Solanke yeah. always works hard, but yes. um, his touch and pace really is not Premiership standard. Um, lads who are, I mean, we've got Lerma, but he wants away at the end of the season. His contract's up, which is sad, but understandable. He wants to go back to Spain. Um, we got some youngsters coming through, the likes of um, Samura, Anthony. They're our future if we can hold on to them. Hold on to them, you know. You know, in terms of become a bit of a yo-yo club, then you know, going down, coming back up. Quite possibly. Yeah. I mean, we've got the, the new um, owner now. He's got money. Whether he can spend it wisely or not, I don't know. Yeah, I was quite intrigued by that because it's summer and that passed me by a little bit. You know, in terms of like the celebrity owner, you know, you're cautious about that or you're optimistic. Cautious. Cautious. He's already bought in an American as director of business. Yeah. Um, but what does an American know about our business? I, d I don't really know. Well, we've got the time with tell. Time <laughs> Yeah. No, um, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to have a chat with us. Um, just before you go. You know, give us favourite Bournemouth moment for Man United fans that might not know a lot about Bournemouth. Well, I suppose our favourite day out always was um, the 5-2 win at Cardiff when we got promotion years ago. Uh, what, what, is that the 2000s? Yeah. Uh, oh, crumbs. I, no idea. I was quite impressed with the Bournemouth following, actually, Joe, considering the kick-off time, you know. I, I think um, nearly nearly two, two and a half thousand. That fair. Somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah. We sold our tickets, I think, today. Yeah. I was pretty surprised, because when I saw the kickoff time, you know, all that way from Bournemouth, yeah. not on telly as well, you know, I thought... Yeah, that's a gutter yeah. for the fans at home, like my son. Yeah, yeah, you know. I can imagine, yeah. No, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me. Cheers. Thanks, Joe. Okay.